You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to Twitch Tales episode 35. Where did we leave off in episode 34? In episode 34, Apis had just encountered some half-green dragon creatures, some hybrid animals, north of the town of Fonderg, uh, on the path from Shadridge to Fonderg. Passing through the Lannis Woods, some movement caught their eye and, uh, and some squ uh, green squirrel dragon creatures attacked. Having just successfully beaten them off, um, <laughs> Apis uh, took the corpses of the green green dragon rats and the green dragon squirrels and took them to Fondurg. On horseback, though, not walking. Uh, took them on, on horseback uh, into Fondurg, where they where they discovered the uh, the town guards. Um, they a lot of Apis's mind got quite smitten with um, one particular guard called Joey. Um, and they were ad allowed admittance into the city. They visited the uh, the Knights of Kavosna, the temple of the um, the law enforcement of town, and they were given a little tour by the head knight at the Knights of Kavosna that day, um, a gnome called Pertrin Diddle Jibsworth Leon Findlesmith Gregory Smacklebomb, which is his uh, his full name. Pertrin, um, or Diddle, as some of you wished to call him, um, Gave you a little tour of the uh, the Knights of Kvosna and told you a little bit more about what it would take to um, to join the Knights. We did a a little poll just to see how Apis was feeling about the prospect of joining the Knights, and it came up sixty forty uh, against joining. So Apis is sort of still kind of on the fence, but puts it out of their mind for the time being. Uh, more in favour of not not joining as yet. Um. Apis instead went and grabbed one of the uh, corpses of the, the green dragon squirrels and took it south of the town, uh, to the outside of the walls, to a greenhouse. Um, a greenhouse which is, in my world, a place of worship for the god of plants. Uh, and it also doubles as a headquarters of the Knights of... Uh, not the Knights of Kvosna, the headquarters of the Pankampuir in Emgalshed, um, the, the PEA for short or the Wardens of the Wilderness in, in the common tongue. Um, basically druids and rangers and uh, outlanders and hermits and such that, that, that have vowed to protect the very delicate balance between civilization growing and, and continuing to um, progress and enhance uh, technologies and uh, grow in population um, and mine resources and fell trees and such. And that of the the wilderness uh, continuing to grow and expand and uh, allow for the natural lifespans of animals and plants uh, to to live their course, and so the PEA have put themselves right on that razor's edge between civilization and wilderness, making sure that neither one gets too um, too much dominion over the other. Apis walked into this uh, this headquarters. And um, and met with the the person who was running it at least for this day, a uh, an androgynous-looking elf named Polython Avan. Uh, well, you didn't catch her la uh, their last name. Uh, they just called themselves Polython. And you um, 
and you introduced yourself to Polython and explained where you found this green this green dragon hybrid creature. Uh, Mel was allowed in entry into the the greenhouse and was very excited about all of the um, the plants uh, and, and and flowers around the place so that she could be sniffing. Uh, for those who are new to the channel, um, Mel is your giant bee companion. Polython then uh, expressed concern at the fact that these hybrid dragon creatures could speak, or at least at the very uh, the very least understand draconic because it's not an inherent thing as far as she understands, as far as they understand. Um, it is rather a learned language, which uh, indicates, it goes some way to indicate that this, um, this these, these dragon creatures that attacked you perhaps have learned draconic from uh, their parentage, which at least on one half of them would have been a green dragon of sorts. It's a rather worrying... Um, rather worrying idea for Apis, no doubt, to hear that there may well be a green dragon in the Lannis Woods, a lot closer to Fonderg than um, anyone would wish. What do you guys, what do you think you say to that? What do you, um, what do you think your reaction to that is, given that you, your town was destroyed by a green dragon only three years ago, as far as you understand? You, you want to find out more about the PEA and how it works? Polython sussed out that we were originally from Shafkushal. Yeah, Polython um, understood from your reaction and the fact that you you knew Draconic, which is a rather um, uncommon language for a humanoid to know. Uh, but you speak Draconic, and from that and your couched language and your l lack of deception role, um, Polython managed to deduce that you were probably from Shafkushal and had... Uh, and had taken up Draconic to in order to know more about this creature that had, that had attacked your family. We should work out why a dragon would want to be in this area. Is there anything we can do to help with the dragon situation? It's it's kind of a, um, a an open world situation at this at this point. You can you can ask or do whatever you want. Are you asking? It's it would help uh, just as a general rule. It would help me to understand whether or not you're speaking. You're asking a question of Robert the GM or. Apis asking a question of the NPC you're talking to. If you are asking a question as Apis, just put it in quotation marks because then it will make it really clear to me that that is Apis speaking and not uh, not one of you guys. Do we know which green dragon dest destroyed our town? We uh, we know we well we've as we've always assumed that it was uh, Unguhef, which um, was a, a a an old green dragon that was known to live in that forest. What do the PEA plan to do from here about the possibility of a dragon, and what can we do to help? Uh, we see. Are you n not worried about the dragon? And, and uh, she says, I'm very worried about the dragon. What would give you the impression that I'm not? Um, a green dragon living so close to this uh, to this settlement is very worrisome. Very worrisome indeed, especially given what happened three years ago. To Shafkushal. How many dragons do you know of around these parts? I'm only familiar with uh, Ungohef of the Shafkushal um, forest. The possible presence of a dragon is worrying. Who would you best talk to about it? Hey, uh, well, I'm, I'm on the same page as you about that. Um, the possible presence of the dragon is rather worrying. Who would, um, who should we talk to about that? Like, who's best to talk to about taking action against it? She says, uh, 
well, in order to take action, one first needs to know information. At the at the moment, um, as you mentioned, it is only a possible presence. We don't know for sure that Unguhef or some other green dragon is even in the area. It could well be that um, that there's some other uh, explanation for these these half creatures, and she points down to the um, the the green dragon squirrel on the table. It's it is a natural being, though, right? The dragon. And they say, yes, it is. Um, uh, it's, it, uh, dragons usually are. I, I, I can't say for sure about this one. If, if it is indeed a dragon, this is all, all coming back around to the fact that we know we don't know enough information yet. Do we know why the dragon attract, attacked three years ago? Uh, we do not, Strawberry, no. So what's the plan then? How do we find out if there is a dragon? How can I help? Well... <laughs> It seems you're a very adept uh, fighter if you say you took on three of these these creatures and two giant rats as well. Um, I would hate to put a civilian in, in such danger, but it seems you are familiar with a bow and arrow. She, uh, they um, gesture to your arrow, uh, your longbow on your shoulder. Um, it seems you're, you can take care of yourself, correct? I, I mean, I've survived this long. I do not require it of you, of course. You are not a volunteer of the Pencampuir. Um, you are not a warden. But there is there is a, a warden uh, who lives nearby. If anyone knows animals, it's her. She, she knows animals better than uh, anyone that I know. And I think if we are to find out if something has moved into the Lannis forest, it is best to speak to the things that live there, both animals and plants alive. Uh, so, I suggest you go and find um, you go and find Briarpatch, and uh, and she will travel with you to the Lannis woods. And between the two of you, you can move slowly and carefully and methodically. Careful not to put yourself in danger or to anger the uh, the ire or the wrath of the green dragon if it is in fact in the area at this stage we just need to gather information that is probably the best way that you could help of course this is not your uh this is not your fight uh and so i understand if you if you do not wish to take it up um but of course if it is a green dragon and it moves in in towards uh fonderg any closer it could be all of our fights whether we want it or no would the PEA have an idea of why Ungerhef attacked? Maybe. You'd probably have to join for that sort of information, though they probably wouldn't just give out information willy-nilly, uh, willy unless it had some sort of a, a gain for them. There is a, an essence of politics to it. We might need more training, say, five days <laughs> before looking to do more towards the dragon. Yes. Uh, for those just joining or new to the, the campaign, uh, what Fancy Unicorn is getting at there is that Apis is, is is ready to level up. You can see in the corner there on your character sheet that you are currently level 4. I have told you uh, in the previous game that you, are, you have done enough to milestone up to level 5, but in my games, how you level up is that you, f you are forced to take some downtime to, to focus on training those new techniques and things that you, that you gain at, le at level 5. So for instance, uh, at level 5, if you were to take a level in Ranger, which it looks like you are going to be doing, um, you would get an extra attack and uh, access to level 2 spells. And so you'd spend those 5 days training those things, uh, and then at the end of those 5 days you'd be level 5. But sometimes 
sometimes uh, missions are time sensitive, so you could it's a, it all becomes a choice. Do you want do you want to take five days to train up and get to level five before going to investigate this dragon, or do you investigate the dragon and uh, so that it, you know more information about it before taking five days of downtime? It's it's all an, a choice for you to make. Does your order have a written history of dragon activity, recent and past? Is this presence like a cycle? Um, and they say, um, we we do tend to keep a, a track of dragon activity, yes. Um, as far as we know, in the last several hundred years, Ungohef has been the only one in the area. Um, but it's not unusual at all for dragons with their sense of greed and their sense of pride it is not at all unusual for them to keep their um, progeny secret. So if Ungu, if there is another in the area, it is most more than likely an offspring of Unguhef that has been kept secret until now. It is usually when they reach a maturity that, and start to compete with their, their uh, parents that they are forced out of the nest to find their own territory. Is this the first sign of green dragons in this area recently? And she says, aside from Ungohef, yes, this is the first time in, uh, well, in a human lifespan, uh, let's say, in the last first time in the century or so that this uh, that that an, uh, any sort of dragon has gotten this close to Fondurg, uh, with the exception of three years ago in Shafkushl, of course. I say we talked to uh, Briarpatch and get a an I'd better idea of the dragon's movements. See if we have time to train or if it's on the move. Training and investigating the PEA and not really fighters. No, they um there are rangers and druids that are part of the PEA, but then but not every member of the PEA is a ranger or a druid. Some of them are just uh, nature lovers and volunteer their time on a weekend to to make sure that the city stays um, out of uh, out of out of harm's reach of the of the wilderness or whatever. If we train with the PEA, they might help with our herbalism. Maybe, maybe these hybrids, uh, maybe these hybrids show that the dragon wants a mate, and maybe that's the reason for the increase in activity. That's a very valid thought, actually. And she, uh, they put their their hand to their their chin and stroke. That is a worrying thought, because Ungohef. The last time Ungohef took a mate was about a hundred years ago or so probably about 90. I think the last time, for, I would have to look up the records, but I, I'm, I think the last time Ungohef had a mate was uh, 90 or so years ago, and and there was, it was not a, a, a nice time for the people of our area. My um, my hometown was the, the only wood elf village to actually survive it uh, within the entirety of the Shafkushal forest as far as we understand. So if Ungohef is looking for another mate, it could be dangerous to a lot of us. Um, oh, by the way, uh, apropos of nothing, <laughs> just before it slips in my mind, um, I found a, a, a Sasquatch uh, to the north in, in near the Great Expanse, just thought you might like to know. And they go, ah, um, a Sasquatch. Uh, that's very rare indeed. I, I, I can't uh, afford the mind uh, power to 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 
properly compartmentalize that right now. Um, but thank you for letting me know. I think we have more pressing things. What's on our to-do list? We have things to do in this town, yes? Not particularly, Miss Bowman. So um, one of the, the main things to do in this town was to deliver an, a letter to the Knights and get a letter to Paul's family, one of the um, victims of the shadow attack uh, in, in Shadridge. And we've given both letters to the Knights and the Knights are gonna give the letter to Paul's family. So pretty much our, our jobs are ticked off and completed um, as far as we need them to be. Can she tell us where Briar Patch is roughly? Um, you mentioned this Briar Patch. Do, do, do you know where they live? And, and uh, they say um, yes. Uh, she she lives in the um, in the uh, edge of the uh, Shafkushul to the south, about half an hour from here or so. I can send somebody with you or a or a messenger bird um, if you if you wish. Uh, if you do wish to go and meet her, I think she should know one one way or another. Do dragons keep the same lair for centuries? Or do they move? Um, well, actually, uh, you might know that yourself, Jay Spates, because as a ranger, you took a favoured enemy, a favourite enemy, and you took dragons as your favourite enemy, which means you actually get advan- I'm pretty sure, I can't remember fully, but I'm pretty sure it means you get advantage on any, um, any checks made to recall information about them. So I'm going to roll with advantage a history check using your plus three intelligence modifier, and we're going to see how much you remember about dragon's lairs and whether they're or not they change them back. 14. So with a 14 plus 3, that's a 17. You recall um, you recall that dragons tend to have a lair for a long time because they tend to keep a lot of loot or uh, some sort of treasures. Not always gold and diamonds and, and gems, it depends on the, on the dragon and what they feel is most important to them. Um, but whatever it is that they hoard, they hoard it. Um, and so the they if it's something material, then they tend to stay in the same place for a long time because they don't want to have to move that. That said, if there's even a hint that there's another dragon in the area, um, they will they will tend to get get up and leave because they don't they don't want to. One of the only things that will be powerful enough to kill them uh, before their thousand year lifespan has actually reached its conclusion. Is another dragon of a similar power, and so they don't. They tend to avoid fighting if possible, and so they'll try and find some. They'll they'll do like um, test flights around the other dragon's territory to make sure that like to, to sort of test the waters, see if they can intimidate the other one to leaving first. But um, otherwise, they, they they'll generally shift at that point. But they don't tend to just leave for any for for no reason at all. If they're a particularly paranoid dragon, then maybe they'll maybe they'll up and leave. Um, once every decade or whatever, just to just to mix it up so that it's harder to track them down and kill them. But with the seventeen, that's all we'll know about dragons. It's just kind of a generic thing. We don't know any more about the specifics of green dragons or anything. Um, and that's the sort of information that you neither you nor the PEA would know, Jimbo. You wouldn't know if this one or any others guard treasure. We don't currently even know that there is a dragon in Lalanis Woods. It's just a hunch. Um, yes, sending a bird ahead might be a good idea. Um, and they say, uh, yes, I, I, if you are, if you are going to go and meet, uh, Briar, I will send a messenger bird with you, um, uh, to, to guide you to where Briar lives. Uh, but if you don't, if you decide not to go, then I will send, I will send, um, a bird to, to call her here. 
Do we want to ask about the PEA now or wait till we've got one-on-one -on -one time with the marshal? The marshal? Which marshal, Kelso? Pankampur in Amgrashed. That's easier to say than PEA. <laughs> I understand the need for an abbreviation now. Yeah, it's it's Elvish, and it means a, a rough translation into common would be something like one, uh, wanderers of the wilderness, uh, wardens of the wilderness, warriors warriors of the wilderness, somewhere around there. In general, in like the anybody who's a uh, in the faction of knights of Kavosna call themselves a knight regardless of their rank. Similarly to the PEA, anyone who is a member of the PEA calls themselves a warden regardless of their rank. In common, anyway. <laughs> They've, got, they've all got different ranks uh, with different names in uh, Elven, Elvish. Is there a particular place in the forest where the dragon's seen more often? Um, which dragon are you talking about now, now Spates? Because Ungerhef hasn't been seen for ages um, and lives deep into the Schafkuschel uh, forest. Like, it's it's a bit, it's a vast forest um, and not inhabited by people, generally. Whereas this new dragon, if there is even a new dragon, if it's not just Unguhef that's relocated, or if it's not just something else entirely, uh, if there is a new dragon, then you've, nobody's ever seen it. So you're, you're literally the first to see evidence of it. If Briarpatch is who I think she is, I'm very excited to meet her. Have the PEA been mapping dangerous areas in the local forest? Have you, um, do you, have you been mapping dangerous areas in the local forest? And and they say uh, yes, that is one of our duties. Um, there are many many areas that we know uh, of dangerous creatures living, but the Lannis Woods um, are you are distinctly named from the Shafgushul, partly because of the fact that they are uh, there are no no known dangers um, sufficient sufficient to um, to draw the attention of uh, of the PEA. Can we have that map, please? Uh, it's not a, a physical, it's not one physical map. Um, we communicate with others uh, of our type. Uh, there are druidic fashions um, and we tend to communicate in ways that don't rely on writing things down on parchment. We have ways of communicating to the people actually in the forest whether or not there's an area that is dangerous. And with it being so quickly to change. It doesn't take much for a dangerous animal to move into a forest. So changing multiple maps is, uh, it, changing multiple maps is, is very, is one way to make sure that you're getting out of date information. Whereas changing a marking on a tree to say there is now a creature living in this area is a much easier way to, uh, to get that information to the people who actually need it. You don't happen to speak through a dick, do you? You do not. Can we, um, five days too long for pollen? Oh, you're calling her pollen, I see. Um, can we head out, can we take some time to train? I, I honestly, part of me is quite, I've come, come up across quite a few things lately and, um, and some of them I've only just made it through, uh, unscathed or, or, or with my life. Uh, I would like some time to actually train myself a little better if um if if we can afford the time do you think taking a few days of downtime uh would be out of the question and she says uh, uh well it's 
It's not ideal. We would rather know something about this information as soon as possible, but at the same time, uh, putting a lid on it for now would allow for more more chances of us discovering more information. I'm just worried that if we don't discover something soon, we could have prevented some sort of danger uh, from happening. If you don't, if you don't go, I, I understand if you wish to take some downtime. But I believe I will send. Uh, I may send myself. I may go myself, or I may send uh, Mark or Charlie to um, to investigate. One way or another, I think I will be sending Briarpatch. She's um, she's got away with the animals. So they have the knowledge, but can't share it with the general populace. Yeah, generally speaking, they will they will share it amongst themselves because one of the one of the jobs of the PEA, and I, don't, I think Apis would know this. One of the jobs of the PEA is that uh, one of the ways that they actually support themselves financially is that you can hire a PEA member to guide you through dangerous parts. They they often act as tour guides through dangerous woods and things to like. Uh, make sure that people arrive at the other side safely um, and so as long as you've got a, draw, uh, a a tour guide who speaks druidic with you they've left druidic markings on the trees and the rocks and, and everything to say like don't go this way there's a, an owlbear moved into the area recently go this way instead or that sort of thing so they, they, can, they kind of map it in person rather than having like a physical map that you can use because that would have to be constantly changing and wouldn't be able to have the level of detail that you need for like there's a landslide up ahead. You can't mark that on a map. You can't mark that, mark that on like a million maps all at once. Does your order have a record of other dragons and how they were defeated? Uh, we don't really keep uh, detailed records of historical events like that. For for something like that, you wish to uh, speak to the Brush and Quill or the Arcanist Tentante. Um I'm going to roll a history check for you to see how much you know about those. A nine plus three, twelve. You would have heard of the, uh, you would have heard of both of them, but know very little about them. The Arcanist Tentant is a faction of wizards and sorcerers and um, and artificers and people who study the weave um, from like an academic perspective, people who study the the the, the magic around. Uh, they often are basically book nerds and usually keep a, a detailed record of various different um, magical uh, magic magical uh, defeat of magical creatures like giants and the war between giants and dragons from ages past and all sorts of things like that so if you wanted to know specifics about dragons maybe you'd speak to them you would also know about the uh, brush and quill is a sub faction um of the artisanals alliance the artisanal uh, artisanal alliance um is uh, is kind of like a union of various different uh, people who do trades um and the Brush and Quill is a sub-faction of that, which is for people who are sign writers, calligraphers, uh, map makers, writers, authors, people who write things down, historians, and so you might want to speak to them, or the Arcanist Tantant or something. Uh, how far does Briar live? She mentioned, th uh, they mentioned 30 minutes to the south. Persuading to wait for us to train. You guys can wait for y you to train. I'm not making the decision. If you guys want to train, you just train. But the world doesn't stop when when you stop. I've mentioned that a million times. The world just doesn't pause. It's not a video game. There's always something going on. Two moss bells and misty step will definitely be of use if we get into the poop. We should really train first. The conversation has pretty clearly pointed out that this is time sensitive. We need to postpone our training. It's up to you guys. I feel like having a central map at their HQ that members consult and update from their own personal maps might be a system that could work. But they don't. It sounds like if we train first, other scouts are going to go uh, ahead with or without us. 
Probably, yes. All right, so it seems like we might be at the end of what we actually want to ask, and now we're just debating about whether or not we train first. Do the organization, the books nerds, and the other ones have an office in town? Um, do, do the Agnes Tonton have an office in town? And she says, um, they do, yes. Um, there's a, ta- a tower near the um, center of town that is, acts as uh, both a library and uh, the headquarters of the, uh, the Agnes Tonton. It is... Um, it is probably our best place to find uh, both uh, me- faction um, members of both factions. Rob, hold the hand through this, please. Does the downtime have to be five consecutive days? Yes, it does. We can visit the Arcanists for any info if you want. Yep, you could you could visit the Arcanists. You could visit Briar. You could visit the Arcanists. You could just wipe your hands of it for now and just be like, "You guys deal with it. I'll see you in five days." I I may have I may have misspoken. Sometimes I I I think I might have said the Shafgushal Forest a few times when I mean the Giftgeld Forest. Shafgushal is the name is the name of a town that lives on the edge of the Giftgeld Forest. So if I've misspoken, it's my problem, Wraith. I apologize. The name of the forest is the Giftgeld. All right. It le- seems like there's a uh, decision to be made. So we're going to start a poll. As far as, I, as far as I've been seeing from the chat, Wizenby, um, there's only two options that people are interested in. Uh, do we train first or do we investigate first? Alrighty-roo. With 62% of the vote, Apis is in two minds about it, hoping that there's not uh, a green dragon in this forest, but decides ultimately they can't afford to stay for five days and do nothing. They need to investigate and find out for sure whether or not there is actually a, a green dragon in the area. So that being said, what do you want to what do you want to do to try and investigate? Do you want to go south and meet Briarpatch at her um, at her home and tell her in person yourself what the deal is, and then set off north with her, um, or do you want to visit the Arcanist Tontant to ask them about dragons? Uh, do you want to visit the? Uh, do you want to visit a library and read more about dragons? Do you want to? Do you want to ask around town if anybody's seen a dragon? Do you want to go to the logging camp? There would probably be logging camps on the outside of the town, and maybe the loggers have seen uh, seen dragon a dragon in the area or something. What do you guys want to do? Visit the arcanists. Visit the arcanists. Meet Briar. Meet Briar, meet Briar, meet Briar. We should go back to the Knights and update them. Asked us to come speak to the Pearl, uh, to the PEA. Yeah, we could uh, update the Knights first. All right, most people visit saying Briar, but I will put it to a poll just because uh, there are other options that other people are saying and it gives the chance for people to be on the fence. So now's your chance. If you don't want to, if you think it's really more important to visit somebody else than Briar first, here's, here's where I'm giving you the poll. Uh, who to visit first and you can visit all three of them it just means which order it happens in um, Briar Patch who is apparently really good with uh, animals and lives south of the town um, the downside of that I guess is is that she's half an hour south and uh, and then you'd have to go south meet her and then go north to the Lannis Woods so it might be like doubling up on the journey. I'm not sure. Um, visit the knights. The knights of Kavosna are the law enforcement of the town, and they um, they were the ones who sent you to the PEA to in, to inform the PEA of what was happening. Um, then we've, so we've got Briarpatch, we've got the knights, uh, the arcanists. 
arcanists, uh, the bookworm uh, wizards, um, and then I'll put in uh, library. In order to get to the arcanists, you kind of need to go to the library, but it's a, it's a matter of do you stay in the library and and ask the acolytes and the book the book nerds to get you books on dragons, or do you go upstairs to the uh, wizards and ask them, hey, what do you know about dragons? There's two different sources of information there and I think they're sufficiently different to put them as different options. Is there any fifth one that I don't uh, that I haven't mentioned? Briarpatch Knights, Arcanists, Library. Any other fifth option before I start the poll? Get a horse. Buy a horse now, now that we don't have Mr. Ed. Uh, you, uh, you probably wouldn't be able to afford a horse. They're quite expensive. Um, but you might be able to rent a horse. But doing so is dangerous for you because if, if anything happens to it, you're you're liable for the cost of it. Back to the green dragon conversation. Is there any chance of an animal taming scenario where I tame the dragon and then burn down the village? It's not that. It's not. If it is a green dragon, then it's poison the village, not burn them down. They have poison breath. Um. Cool. I think it's just those four options. Then it's a three-minute poll starting now. Can we get a map of the shacks in the forest, or is that protected too? You could you could ask her for that, yes. Um, uh, so you say, oh, is there i uh, I've stayed in a number of uh, PEA huts, uh, wanderers huts, um, out in the forest in my time as a as a as a traveller. Uh, are there those dotted around Lannis Woods as well? And they say, ah, yes, there's a there's a couple in the Lannis Woods, and then many more in the Gift of Gald. All right, with 42% of the vote, people wanted to see visit Briarpatch. 42% is not a majority, so we're going to have to go to preferential voting. We're going to tip off the library, which only got 6% of the vote. If everybody who voted for library voted for Briar, it still wouldn't be 50%, so we're going to tip off the lowest two options, which was library and arcanists, and we're going to do a secondary poll with Briarpatch and Knights. That's how preferential voting works. Welcome to my democracy. All right, with 74% of the vote, this is why we do preferential voting, because the people who voted for the other one might not be uh, keen to do the first. So with 74% of the vote, uh, we decide to go for the knights. We're going to go uh, talk to the knights of Kavosna first. Um, so we finish this conversation about the, the shack, uh, which they're called, they're called wandering huts, we are told. She says, um, oh yes, they're, they're known as wanderers huts. Um, we do have two in the Lannis Woods and there are many others through the Gift of Gald. Um, we can, we can, I can mark you, do you have a map of the, of the surrounding area? You don't. She says, oh, we don't keep maps uh, here. They're rather expensive to buy and to replicate. Um, if you were to buy a map from uh, the cartographer in town, uh, we can, I can, um, I can mark on it uh, the rough location of where the the wanderers huts are. So if you want to buy a map of the Lannis Woods, you can go to the cartographer in town and purchase a map and then bring it back to the PEA. Um, but they don't just keep maps about because maps are not cheap to make. Are we going to send a bird to Briar while we visit the knights and she comes with us? That's what I was about to get to. Yes. Um, so as we say, right, um, in that case, I'm going to head back into town. Uh, I'm going to just fill the Knights of Kvosner in on, on what you've told me and uh, what's going on, just so that they're fully informed. And she says, uh, it's very wise indeed. Um, that was on my to-do list for, now, for today now. Um, right, you, you needn't bother yourself. You've got bigger things to worry about. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm, I understand the, the Knights and the way they work already. I'm kind of uh, a friend of theirs in, to a certain extent. Uh, so I'll go and uh, tell them about that. 
um, and then before we can even suggest it, she says, um, uh, "Yes, I will. I will send off a message to um, uh, to." And she gets up from the table as she's uh, as they're saying this and walks around to the front. Uh, opens up the little glass door to the office cubicle at the back of this this uh, greenhouse, and says in Elvish, "You don't don't understand it, but uh, says." Las Princhali, Lithra Kuntast, Drashkinde Bafta, Briapach, Rastelanthrometa. And it turns and. Da, you're off. And then walks, he walks out the front of the. Um, you see a, a human fella. He's got, um, he's got a chin strap beard, but it's pointed uh, ears, which indicate that he's probably a Briden, a half elf, half human. Um, walks out the front of the, the, the greenhouse, and you see him uh, start to swirl his hands through the air. And then. Uh, the the uh, pollen person turns around and um, I will send uh, a message to Briarpatch tell her to uh, make her way here um, once you're done at the night if you could head south and meet her on the journey um, it's it's not ideal to, to, to walk the path south of here on your own but under certain circumstances I I think it's necessary and and so you set off towards the um, you set off towards the the, the town again Were you just talking gibberish, or is that some real language? I was talking Elvish, of course. Didn't you understand it? Um, so as we leave the... Unless there's anything more that you want to say or do with um, the people in the acolytes of... Uh, the acolytes of the, the, the greenhouse. Unless there's anything more you want to do. Um, you are going to leave the greenhouse and head back to the town. Speak now or forever hold your P-E-A's. All right, so you leave the uh, leave the greenhouse. As you do so, you see the the man that's apparently uh, had Charlie somewhere in his name, um, and uh, and as he's as he sort of drink, brings his hand down, you see that there's like a almost like a a, a very gentle whirlpool of of uh, light, let's say mint mint green uh, energy that that kind of whirls down to his hands. And at the top of that, you can see spiraling like a, a good few hundred meters above. Uh, there's a couple of different birds that have started to almost get drawn in and they spiral down. And as we kind of move off, he holds out his arm and there's three different birds land on his arm. And he sort of gives them a little bit of attention each. And um, you can stay and watch whatever the hell he's doing, but you've got things to do. So I imagine you turn and make your way towards the town at this point. Sup, Dread GM, how's it going? We're going back to the Knights of Kavosna, Dread. You want to get your next, your next lie ready. You want to start thinking up your next, um, <laughs> your next, your next campaign-altering um, fib that you're going to tell, tell them about. So we make our way back towards the town. It's it's about a ten-minute walk um, from the from where the greenhouse was to about five ten minutes walk from the greenhouse to the edge of the the, the walls. And as we get through the walls. Um, we notice that they're closed, which they weren't when we left because there's um, they're normally left open for the farmers during the day. There is also a um, a bit of a uh, a backlog, a traffic jam of like two or three farmers in carts. I have some doozies ready. Awesome. So we um, we start walking up and we see that the farmers are all kind of grumbling and there's a couple of them starting to get off the horses at the back and walk walk towards the the gates and we follow with them. Um, and once we get to the front, there's uh, the guards are, uh, explaining. We, we arrive halfway through a conversation as they're explaining to the farmers that 
Uh, unfortunately, it's a precaution that is necessary to take at the moment. Um, they're they're just investigating what's in the in the cats and and letting people in sort of one at a time. But the gates do open and let the first of the farmers in, uh, and we sort of sidle in with them. Um, one one of them, uh, one of the knights on duty, asks us who we are and uh, and and tells us to just stay out of trouble as uh, when we're in Fondog. And then we are let into the city with the the first of the farmers, and then the next of the farmers starts to sidle in behind him. We make our way quickly, promptly through the uh, the town streets to the uh, the centre of town, to the temple district, as it were, uh, to where we find the the uh, the Knights of Kavosna um, headquarters, which is, which doubles as both a chapel to the God of Protection Kavosna, and also uh, a headquarters for the, the 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 law enforcement Knights of Kavosna. We walk in and we see on duty in the Knights of Kvosna is a young uh, mid-teen human girl um, whom we met uh, earlier called Cassandra. Um, and as she, as as we walk in, there's like f- uh, about half a dozen people already in the the, the chapel, uh, and about another dozen or so outside, starting to starting to make their way from various parts of the street into the chapel. Um, and she is nervous and not dealing with the sudden influx of a lot more people. Um, yeah, you, you you can you can sit sit over the uh, you can sit in, the, in any of the pews. Any of these pews are fine. You, if you want to go from actually, you should probably start. So there's there's quite a few people coming in. So do you want to just shuffle over? Sorry, uh, just wait here one second. She says to you as you walk in. Just wait here one second, and then she walks over to tell the people in the pews to sort of shuffle over because there's actually more people coming, and you don't need to. You can't have a whole pew to yourself now. Um, could you move over, please? And then there's a guy who comes in and starts to walk past you and round and sits down. Is it true that what they're saying about a grain dragon? And she says, "What? No. I, no, I mean, yes, no. It's not. I mean, it, I can't say anything about that at the moment. Could, please, could we one at a time? Could you send?" And a couple of the others that are already in there. Green dragon? Is that what it is? That it, I just heard it was a danger. Oh shit. Um, I, uh, I'm not at liberty to say anything yet. What is? It? You should bloody say something. Is there a green dragon here or not? We don't. We at the moment we we're in we're still in uh, in talks about um. About what what the situation is, we're trying to allocate uh, uh, some knights to uh, check it out. We'll, we, you needn't, please. That's what the ser- that's what the sermon will be about. Could you, if you please, um, and a few people are coming more in. Oh boy, I don't think this going to wait in five days for it to train. It could definitely not. I was I was like, oh boy, if you try, try and take five days off right now, it's going to be a very different town by the time you're finished. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything. She needs an everybody shut up dragon. Yeah, she's like she's a fifteen year old girl, and this is like her second day on the job or something. Uh, so she's still not. <laughs> Can we whisper to Cassandra? Listen, you're doing great. Relax. Just tell them to be patient and sit down. Yeah, th- thank you. Um, just if everybody can just be patient and sit down. Uh, I will. I will. I will. I will. Uh, there will be a, um, a night out shortly to explain everything. Uh, you got this. You got this. <laughs> Give a little tap. Um, and then are you going to take a pew or are you going to try and head out to the back uh, to, to visit one of the officers out the back? The, the only time you've been out the back of this uh, was last night, I think it was, um, when you were led into the back by um, by Pertron. So heading out there yourself might be frowned upon. You don't exactly know. So you're going to sit down in the pews and wait for the, the impromptu sermon? Or do, you want to, um, or do you want to try and make your way out the back? 
Most people saying yes, just sit your ass down. There's quite a few that say, no, let's try and go out the back, but uh, the thumbs up habit. It's quite clear that the uh, the majority want to sit down. So we sit down in one of the pews, um, probably up the front front, so that we can hear the best and um, see over people, being that we're a dwarf in stature where we tend to be a little on the short side from uh, crowds. So we want to sit up the front. We find, a, and, and being that most people psychologically don't tend to want to sit up the front for one reason or another, um, the, the, there is space in the front pew, pew for you to muscle your butt in between people. And you have a little sit down. <laughs> Can we hand out flyers and have a business card? Problem solver, Apis and Mel. Yeah, where's Mel? Mel's probably still in the greenhouse, <laughs> let's be honest. We have info from the PEA as requested by Pertra and tell Cassandra we have info he requested. I could have asked if we could go to the back. You could have asked, but you didn't. Um, so you sit at the front. There is a, a, a general hubbub of commotion um, until about five, ten minutes later. The two doors, uh, no, sorry, the it would be the left-hand door as you look at it um, to the to the side of where the altar is per se um, opens up. And outstrides a gentleman wearing a um, a silver cloak, clasped at two um, uh, two knights of Kavosna emblems on his shoulder. He's wearing a uh, an iron. I'm losing all of my words today. Not a medallion, an iron bracer uh, with the knights of Kavosna logo on it. At his hip hangs a uh, short sword and a, uh, a long sword. Sorry, in a in a scabbard. And he wears uh, half plate, uh, breastplate armor with um, plated legs and sabatons, his his armored footwear as well. He has no uh, hel no helmet on. You have met him once before, but you didn't get his name at all. He, he was one of the uh, the people that was speaking with Pertrin when you kind of interrupted to give them your letter and things. Uh, he has a silver cloak, denoting that he's quite high ranking within the Knights of Kvosna. He is probably around mid five feet range he's not the tallest of fellas um and he's also um of uh the um Chang changshi i think is the name of my continent there uh he's 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 from actually apis probably wouldn't know about changshi you're well learned though let's give you a history check it's almost like a geography check uh general intelligence geography i think it's just gonna be a straight intelligence role so it's um a plus three to whatever this is to see if you know uh, the continent that this gentleman's probably from. He's rather a rare... Um, what is that? Nine. Nine plus three is twelve. Uh, twelve is not enough to have heard of this continent. So so you've um, you've seen people of this kind of... these sorts of facial features before, but you've never... Um, you, you've, you, you don't really know where they're from. They're, they're just a different type of human as far as you're aware. But for your information, in case anybody wants to visualize him properly, uh, he's of the equivalent of Chinese origin. He walks up um, to uh, to the altar, the the, the podium, um, and he he says, um, uh, "Hello, welcome, welcome to uh, the Knights of uh, the Knights of Kavosna's Temple. We will we'll be starting today's sermon to speaking about the nece the necessities of keeping one's family safe and what family means." And somebody shouts up, "Is there a green dragon in the area?" And he says, "I, I didn't." Expect to get to that quite so soon. And others like, We need to hear about it! He says, I... All right, I see there is... 
more than double the turnout that we normally have for these sorts of sermons, so I, I suppose that's where we'll begin. He says, uh, My name is Tautru. I am a lion of the Knights of Kavosna. I can tell you that, as far as we are aware, there is no dragon in the area. We are investigating it, and once we can spare the manpower... Spare the manpower? Why would you, why don't you put all, all the men on this? There are a number of threats to the font, to Fondurg every day that you are not aware of because of the the dealings of the Knights of Kavosna. We keep you safe. We protect you. That is our job. If you let us do our job, we will do it. With, we will do it well. Need I remind you how close we are to the Giftgeld Forest and the threats that that poses? A number of our people are kept busy south of here. The Lannis Woods are, as of yet, not a threat to us. It will be a bloody threat though if there's a dragon. Is it, is it, so it's the Lannis Woods, is it? Is it in the Lannis, Lannis Woods? It bloody will be a problem if it's in the Lannis Woods. We don't yet know any more information other than there has been sightings of certain animal hybrids uh, that have been dragon-like in appearance, but in actuality, the size and uh, the size and danger of no more than a giant rat. And you kind of hold your tongue at that point, like maybe, maybe, maybe slightly more dangerous than a giant rat, given that they can breathe poison. But they have. It seems that as he continues speaking, he's trying to just. He's trying to just quash, quash any rumours and any any danger, any talk of danger at the moment, because as far as the knights know, that's all you know. There's there's no evidence of there being a a, dra- a full-on dragon in the area. There's just some half-dragon creatures. Is this what's happened to the kids? I I cannot confirm what's happened to the children. Uh, if we know any more, um, my of course our our uh, hearts of course go out to uh, the Hudstons, but. If we can know any more information, that is an ongoing information, uh, ongoing investigation, and we will uh, endeavour to, to learn if it's connected. What about the logging camp? What's that? What's happened to the loggers? Is that what happened? We, we again, we if we, if it turns out that this is connected to the disappearances of the lumberjacks, then of course we will let you know. We do not intend to keep any information. What's my, what happened to Hofstead? Uh, the Weaver lady. She didn't go. Any, she didn't uh, have anything to do with the Lannis Woods. I'm not here to, in- and you can tell that he starts to get a little bit more forceful now. And you can tell this guy is good at commanding a room. He's quite in charge. He's got a, he's got a, um, a confident personality, and he raises his voice. And it's enough to not be a shout. He just projects his voice, and the way that the acoustics of the room work, it seems like it, it very quickly uh, manages to quash, quash too much of a ruckus. I am not here to answer frivolous questions to which I do not know the answers. I'm here to give you a, t- a talk on the importance of keeping one keeping one's family safe. If our investigation turns up any more information about this rumor of a green dragon in the Lannis Woods, we will let you know. Until such a time, we request that you stay away from the Lannis Woods when possible. Um, and then he continues to start to to give a, a proper sermon about um, about the teachings of Kavosna and, uh, and and protection and in trying times such as this. Uh, the importance of, of of knowing where where one's family is and being there for them, regardless of uh, regardless of your role, your other roles in the family. Children can keep their parents safe. Parents can keep their children safe. Brothers and sisters can keep themselves safe. Cousins should look after one another, and uh, family in a greater sense that that neighbours should look out for other neighbours uh, as part of Fondurg is considered a, a family of 
a thousand people, blah, blah, blah. So at that, uh, at this point that he starts, he, he ceases to answer any questions and he's done his best to just like, no more, no more questions. You can stay and listen to the sermon or you can, you can leave. We need to leave. We need to leave. I wanted to hear the answers about the dragon. Need to leave. Find the gnome. Drop off our message. We didn't, we didn't drop off our message yet. No, we just arrived and they launched into a sermon. We haven't managed to speak to anyone in charge yet. We're at the front. It'd be hard to sneak off. Hard, but not impossible. It's not like you're chained here. You could just get up and walk out and it would be very obvious that you've got up and walked out, but what are they going to do? Who did we come to talk to? It's anyone in charge. Someone of Taoshu's rank or perhaps, um, uh, or perhaps Pertrin from yesterday. Talk to Cassandra and ask, uh, say we might have info about the threat and we'd like to talk to somebody in charge. I think that's the smart idea. We can either wait for the sermon to be finished and just talk to Tao Chu, or we can uh, we can speak to we can sort of sidle off of the front row now and uh, walk back to Cassandra who's up the back and talk to her about it instead. Um, I'll put it to a one minute poll. Eh? All right, sixty nine nice percent of the vote uh, want Apis to not stay for the whole sermon. They want to try and sidle out. So being that uh, there is somebody up the front and giving a sermon. Uh, he's definitely going to see us as we leave, but uh, thank th thankfully we're in the very front pew, so we don't need to shuffle past anybody. We can just walk forward a little bit and walk to the sides. So that's what we do. We kind of off of the the pew and excuse me, sorry, I need to. And you walk to the uh, the side and and you notice as you turn around, you're not the first person to have left. Uh, this was a little bit more f uh, full until it became clear that he was answering no more questions about the Green Dragon uh, rumours. And so a few people have left. It's not completely emptied out. It's obviously uh, relatively full still, but um, it's, it's it, a lot of people were only here to get answers about this this rumours. Um, we walk uh, uh, past Cassandra, who kind of looks and she, she, on her face. Let's roll an insight check, see how much we read on her face. Uh, 17, 17 plus our insight of two. So with a 19, we can read on her face that she's she's nervous about whether or not she should be stopping people leaving. She she hasn't really been told. Are people is it is it sacrilegious to Kavosna to let people leave in the middle of a sermon? I'm not sure. Do I stop them? Am I allowed to stop them? Is that in my is that my job? She's kind of like she's nervous about whether or not. She it's almost like she's wanting to say something to you. Are you are you are you going? She says as you walk uh, past to get to the door. And you say, uh, yeah, I really need to get out. There's somebody who's um, expecting me south of the, the town and I don't want to walk in that uh, path alone. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I did actually pop by to drop off a message. So uh, if is there someone I could talk to before I leave? Or um, and, and she says, um, that I don't think there's anybody in at the moment and I can't really leave the front when there's a sermon on because people are coming in. Uh, I, I can take a message though if you want. Do you want to leave a message with her, or do you want to um, do you want to just leave without saying anything? Ask Sandra, can we speak to Pertrin? We have the info you requested. Can we speak to Pertrin? Um, and she says, actually, let me give it a percentile check chance of him actually being in today, because he doesn't just live here. Like he's got a job to do. Um, Pertrin, where would you be? She goes, uh, I, I, he is in, I think, but um, I can't really leave my desk when there's a sermon going on. I, I, I'm, I'm meant to welcome people in and, uh, and, and I, I'm meant to give them 
sort of a, a recap of what, what they've missed. I should really be listening as well. <laughs> so she's kind of in two minds. She should be listening so that she can recap anybody who's who's late to the sermon. Um, but most of you are saying just leave, just leave a message, just write it down. So uh, she says, if you if you want to leave a message though, and she gets a, pa- a piece of parchment out and pushes an ink uh, and quill uh, ink and quill to you and says, are you can you write? Um, not assuming, especially in this day and age, that you can write. She she pushes over an ink pot to you, um, and I don't think Apis has had a lot of need for writing in their life. Um, Apis can write because they're so, so intelligent. They're, they've got a plus three intelligence, which is very good. Um, but your handwriting's probably not great, and you don't tend to write too often. Um, as an outlander and a ranger, and even before your family was destroyed uh, in Shafgushal, you were still like spent most of your time in the woods. So while you read a lot, you wouldn't have written too much, but you you know how to write. So you say yes, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can write, and you unscrew the bottle and set the quill out, and she goes back to listening to the the, the sermon as you um, uh, you write down the note for them. What what exactly are you writing? If Bertrand's here, we can go and see him. You ask that. You say, um, I could, I could just go and see him myself. And she says, I'm afraid not. You can't. Um, for, for one thing, you're not allowed in there unless you're accompanied by a knight. Uh, and and secondly, you wouldn't be able to get through the doors anyway. And you recall from yesterday's, um, yesterday's tour of the place that in order to open the uh, handles that were that looked like hands, you need to sort of clasp it, brothers for life, like uh, with your um, your bracelet arm. Your Knights of Kavosna bracer is part of what opens the doors, so you can't you can't just go in unaccompanied. Apis writes down uh, went to speak with the PA. They uh, they think that because the the half dragons could understand draconic, it's likely that they are being raised around a, a creature speaking draconic, and it's likely that there's a, a dragon in the area. Um, not cause for alarm yet. Do not uh, don't investigating with Briarpatch from the PEA. Something like that. Something to that extent. PEA suspect that the suspicion is correct and we'll be scouting in the forest to confirm. Yeah. So we write that down. We we fold it over before giving it to... Well, dry the dry the ink on it. Blot it. Get the ink blotter. <laughs> fold it over a couple of times. Hand it to her and say, could you pass that to either Tauchu or uh, Pertrin or someone of an equal rank, please? Say, um, yes, I will. Um, thank you. Uh, what, what, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, as you leave, sorry, sorry, I, f- I forgot. Um, what was what was your name? Uh, Apis. And she writes down Apis on the back of it. And you get out of there. Let him know that we're going into the forest. Yep. So we let him know we're going into the forest to investigate with Briar. Could make a roll to see, to know the area that the rats and squirrels could possibly travel. The area that they could possibly travel. Um, sure. Make a, so you want to know like how what sort of region they would be coming from? That would be be a nature check, I think. Uh, your you've got a plus three. Would it be a survival check because you've tracked squirrels and rats and things before when you're hunting? So you'd know generally. And uh, it's still nature. It's still like information about rats um, rather than tracking them and things. Uh, so that's a 15, 15. You're all in fairly well today, um, mostly above average. Forest bonus. You're not in a forest. It does pertain to a forest, though, so I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Thank you, Wraith, uh, for, 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 for exclamation marking your own name. Uh, so 15 becomes 17 with your Ranger Forest bonus. And with a 17, you would know that um, 
squirrels don't tend to move around that much from their own area, so very little range at all. Uh, you would know that rats, again, tend to move in not too much of a, a, a an area. Um, you're, you're kind of testing the knowledge of what, what Rob knows about the zoological behaviors of rodents and you're kind of coming up I'm kind of coming up blank um but I imagine that rodents wouldn't move wouldn't have to migrate too far from from an area of uh, um abundant resources like a forest or a, a woods so apis would probably know that rats general rats normal rats and normal squirrels would would not travel too far in their life um giant rats would travel slightly further uh, they they would travel a lot more to try and find food and apis would also know that dragon rats may travel even further they know they don't know anything about dragon rats and dragon squirrels so as much as you know about squirrels and rats you don't know about dragon rats so who knows so we could center our first search around where we found them that's probably wise but first you're going to go south and meet with briar so that's what you do. You head uh, south of the, the the town again, and you can hear that there's a couple of... There's not like the entire, entire town's buzzing about it, because news doesn't travel quite that fast, um, especially when there's not very little to say. Um, but there there's one or two people kind of whispering that you think might be about that. Maybe it's about someone else. Uh, and eventually you get to the south edge of town. You see that the gates are closed. Um, and... Uh, and one of them saying, "I don't, I don't know, Miss. Sorry, I've just been. We're just following orders. We've been told to uh, close the gates until further notice. Uh, we're allowed to let people in and out, but we've got to keep record of who's coming in and out. Um, so if you want to go out, you've got to give us your name. I don't want to give. Fine, I don't. I'm no, uh, fine." And she walks off. Um, are you leaving? Going south of town? Uh, I, I am. Uh, where, whereabouts you heading? Uh, heading to the, the greenhouse of the PEA and a little bit south of that. How much further south of that? You're going past the uh, the farms? Uh, I'll be going past the farms, I imagine. Um, but what wh- way? Uh, just need to know where people are going. Um, I'm, I'm just meeting with a friend who lives south of the farms and then we're coming back to town. Right. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Ipis. Yeah. Write down your, he writes down your name on a piece of uh, paper that he's holding. Right, right you are. Um, tells somebody up to, up the top who moves a little thing and the, the gate starts to open and then another person can get in there and open it up for you. Um, and Mel, Mel is... Mel, we, I'm going to say that we left Mel at the greenhouse. Um, so they close the, the gate up behind us. We continue on south. So... Briar has been heading north on this journey for 10, 20, 30, probably most of the way here by now. Let's see if, uh, let's see if they are safe on this journey on their own. Okay. As, as we, as we get level with the, uh, the greenhouse, um, we see as as we're about to sort of, we sort of look inside to see if there's any new people that we haven't seen in case that's Briar. Uh, we don't see anybody that we haven't seen yet, um, but we uh, we look ahead and we're just as we're about to head into the greenhouse to ask is Briar here yet. Uh, we look further down the path to the south, and we see tr- trotting up towards us um, a few hundred yards away. Uh, they look like they're a long way away, 
and then we realize sort of perspective is a little bit off and they're actually closer than we think they're just very tiny uh, because we see we see uh, moving towards us a female halfling uh, only about two foot tall which is significantly short even for a halfling halflings are usually around three foot tall we see a two foot tall halfling um, with wild brown uh, shoulder length curls she's got quite tanned skin and dark green eyes um, not that you can see that from here but you'll see that eventually uh, and she's wearing um, very druidic clothing in that it's just a simple uh, green tunic it's bedazzled it with sort of like um, very shiny glass, glassy sort of gems. As she as she walks along, she's uh, she's walking with a, uh, a a sort of quarter staff in one hand. But for her, it, like for any other person, it would just be like a regular club, one handed club. But for her, it's like a two handed quarter staff that's uh, a good like three foot long. Um, and she's wandering along, and you can see on her shoulder is a um, a long. Uh, creature has Apis met one of these before? Let's give it a let's give it a percentage chance. What's the chances of Apis meeting one of these? They are a British animal in the wildlife, so there's a pretty good chance you've seen one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look at that, ninety nine, <laughs> ninety nine. Um, uh, in which case you actually haven't seen one because <laughs> you have to roll below the the number to to get it. So as 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 uh, Strange as it is, Apis has never seen a weasel. Um, but for your for your um, picture of her, uh, she she has a weasel on her shoulder. Um, and as she's as she walks up, um, she finally gets close enough for you to make out that uh, all of these details I've been mentioning. Um, and she kind of nods uh, at you, and you see that she's got a, a pretty deep gash along the side of her face. Um, and it's 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 no longer bleeding, but it's um, it's it's like a a cut that has recently healed over, maybe in the last day or so. Uh, and we've seen yeah, we've seen a Sasquatch, but not a weasel. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty a pretty high chance when I was like, oh, there's a pretty good chance that Apis has seen a weasel. I was thinking somewhere in the region region of like ninety percent, meaning you have to roll anything lower than a ninety to have seen one, and then you got a ninety nine. So apparently no, Apis hasn't seen a weasel. Um. You've seen other rodents, uh, not that weasels are rodents, they're mustelids, but um, you've seen other similar creatures. You've probably seen a an otter, I don't know. Otters are also also British animals. Let me roll for otter now as well. I'd put it at slightly less chance than, an, than a weasel actually, so like a 80, 80% 80 chance, 85% chance that, uh, that you've seen it. Yeah, 15, all right. So you have seen an otter, you've seen a river otter before. Uh, but not a weasel, and you think, oh, that's kind of like a small otter. But the thing you... a ferret as well, yeah. Um, the thing you notice about it first is that it has like an almost translucent quality to it. Um, and the next thing you notice about it is that it has tiny little nubbins of horns on its forehead, tiny little green um, horns on its forehead, and you think, that is a... I don't know what that animal is, but it's, it's not entirely here on this plane of existence, uh, and it's also a little bit otherworldly. But you've no time to contemplate that because she says, um, "Hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm just here to talk to uh, the the people inside." And you, uh, you, you say you're you're not you Briar uh, Briar Patch by any, by any chance? 
She says, uh, yes, I'm, you know, Briarpatch, Badgerbum, Frizzletop, Blackthorn. Um, but you can just call me Briar. It's a, it's a, it's a long, long name. I was, I was raised by gnomes and, and they like to give me, they like to give people long names. So, uh, you know, it, but you can, but a lot of people find it a bit cumbersome. So you can, you can just call me Briar if you like. So she is a, you can tell from appearance, um, that she is a, a halfling. She's, um, not as, uh, she she looks like a scaled down smaller human rather than a scaled down smaller elf. That I I kind of think of halflings are to humans as dwar- as gnomes are to elves. So like, that's generally how to tell the difference. The gnomes have got their pointy ears and the slightly more, slightly more beautiful uh, appearances. So she says, uh, "I am yes. Yeah, so you can call me Briar. How did you? How do you know me?" And you say, "Oh, I'm I, I'm Ippis. Um, I was I, I was told um, to meet you because I was the I don't know what you know. Shall we go inside?" <laughs> and you, you open the, the the greenhouse and she heads on in, and um, one of the one of the acolytes turns and says, uh, "Badger bomb," <laughs> and she goes, uh, "Hey, Mark, how's it going?" And uh, you see that this fella that's just spoken up—he's—he's um, he's also fairly short. He's probably only about four foot tall. Um, looking at his appearance now, you—you've kind of passed over him, thinking that he was uh, maybe a, a dwarf or a gnome or something. Uh, but now, getting a look at him, you see that he's probably a gnomon. He's probably half human, half gnome. Um, and he says—he uh, says something to her in a language that you don't speak. Um, would you have had reference to in your in your time? Although gnomes are pretty rare. Let's let's have a. Let's have a little check. See how likely it is that you've, uh, you've you can recognise that you've heard gnomish first. Uh, you haven't heard gnomish before, so the chances of you being able to recognise it are much slimmer. Let's give it that a DC. All right. Um, yeah, you. Oh, still though, a dirty twenty. Um, even though you haven't heard it before, you can. You're smart enough with your plus three intelligence that you can intuit from the two of them that they're probably speaking to each other in gnomish. Um, uh, yeah, four foot tall is appropriately normal height, yeah. Uh, as you walk into the greenhouse, uh, and these guys have a little, a very short discussion, uh, it catches the attention of other people who, um, uh, who in turn catches the discussion, uh, the attention of, um, Polython in the, in the back room who comes out as well. And then Mel comes buzzing out of her office with a, and starts vibrating back and forth. Apis, it is good to see you. I'm, I'm in so much. This is so much fun. I love being here so much. Can I stay here forever and ever and ever? <laughs> uh, and and Polython says, "I'm. I'm not sure that's quite. Uh, it's going to work out for us. Not at the rate you're. Uh, you're, you're absorbing all of our nectar. We will have nothing left. You're. You're going to cross pollinate the way you're. You're buzzing around." Oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm so, I'm, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm going to make an insight check for you. That's your insight. Your insight's a plus two. 14. You're rolling really well today. Um, with a 14, you've, you're pretty sure Mel's acting kind of drunk. She's she's gotten kind of drunk on all the, the nectar that she's been, she's been uh, supping. And maybe it's just the excitement of being here, or maybe the plants have actually started doing something to her. But she's not... She's not. She's not super uh, onto it in the in, in as much of a way as you're 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 used to her. It's like a cat and catnip. Yeah, essentially that's right. Polython says, um, uh, 
it's uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you have managed to uh, to make it here but are you are you okay i'm uh, and she gestures to the thing she says uh yeah there was um trouble uh on the way but i, I managed to deal with it um that's why that's why um jeremy's here and she points to the the weasel creature and she says ah yes of course uh are you well jeremy and, and then it scurries around to her other shoulder um I didn't want to say too much in the message, uh, so I'm glad that you understood my urgency. Uh, we should probably speak in my office and takes you into the back room and leaves Mel buzzing. And before going, she says, um, Mark, if you could keep an eye on the bee, please. Uh, we don't want to cross-pollinate the... And she gives two Latin-sounding names of different plant species that I don't know enough about plants to come up with on the spot. She says, don't want to cr cross-pollinate the... Lycanthra birashka with the Sirandish creeper. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And he goes, right you are, right you are, uh, Edford. <laughs> and then, and then you all between the the, the four of you, uh, the three of you, uh, Polython, you and uh, Briar, head into the office. Briar, this is uh, Apis. Um, Apis is a traveler, a ranger, uh, not yet a warden, but maybe maybe one day. Apis has brought to our attention that there is a potential for danger in the Lannis Woods. Oh yeah? What's, what's, what's that? Apis has brought in a half-dragon creature, um, a half-dragon squirrel, and has said that there were more as well, half-dragon rats and such. Oh, right. I said that's... What, a green dragon? Uh, that's right, yes. Um, I was hoping that you would be able to uh, speak with the the creatures and plants of the the Lannis Woods and and learn a little more about whether or not there's a whether or not there is indeed a dragon to be concerned about for the the town. The knights are getting rather worried, and uh, one of them has already messaged me to see if we have the um, the volunteer power to to spare in investigating this. I, I've told them that it was that I was on it. They must be rather. Rather concerned to have uh, used their sending stone already. Um, they usually save it. F I, I really, it's a good thing that I even had it on me. How does she know Green Dragon? Because she's smart. She no understands forests and knows that if it's in a forest, it's probably a Green Dragon. Because Blue Dragons live in the desert and White Dragons live in the Arctic and so on. Uh, yes, the um, just to interrupt there, uh, I, by the time I got to the Knights, word has already started to spread around the town. People are getting concerned uh there was a large turnout to the the knights of kovasna they, 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 they were putting on a sermon and um and there was a uh, one of the knights started to answer questions and it seemed like they didn't know that there was a potential that it was actually a dragon um people are concerned about half dragons at this stage and they said that they would tell them uh more as we know it right okay um Yes, I can I, absolutely. I can I can do that. I can I can go with you, um, Apis. Was it? Uh, yes, that's right. She says, uh, "Where did you get your, your your giant bee friend out there as well?" Um, she seems she seems like she's enjoying those flowers. Hey, uh, maybe a little bit much. She was she was getting a, a, a tad bit excited. She says, oh, "I know all about that." Um, giant bees tend to like the the uh, the ones over in the far, and she explains a couple of the different. Um, flowers and it seems she knows quite a bit about um giant bees it's not it's not her first giant bee it seems 
it's rather an urgent matter that of course I hope I don't need to stress to you um, and it's also rather a dangerous one so if there's anything I can do to uh, assist which is uh, yes I think quite possibly I've had to use a, a little of my um, my dream pool already uh, if we do have any of the um, the healing potions uh, left and she says yes I think we I think we have some I, I will uh, I will fetch you one um, uh, make it too if you if if uh, if this um, this lady questioning you say uh, just them there's fine you say, right you are uh, if this if this person's uh, coming with us then um, you can uh, and she says yes I, I, I'll, I'll get on it uh, I will leave you to get acquainted for a second and she leaves the um, the office and uh, heads out of sight she knows about Mel this part of Apis will love her forever and be her best friend <laughs> yeah Take no, take, Apis takes a mental note of the flowers that Mel's likely to like. Um, cool. Is there anything you want to ask or talk to uh, to Briar about? You've uh, the cut. The introductory cutscene is over. You can you can do whatever you want. What do you want to ask? We should ask her about why it's not the first. Um, can you tell me about your? Can you tell me about your friend? Uh, Jeremy was it? And she says, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah." Um, and she she says in Sylvan, um, "Jeremy, new friend to new friend to meet." Um, and Jeremy comes running run around and down the shoulder and across the arm, holds it out to you, holds it up to you um, for you to reach your hand out if you wanted to uh, pat him or anything. So as she as Jeremy um, pops up and looks at you, um, you ask, "Can I ask what?" What is it? It's kind of otter-like, and she says, "Oh, it's a he's a weasel." Um, oh, is this a weasel? I've I've heard of them, of course. I've just never had the opportunity to see one actually in the wild. Uh, yeah, well, he's I mean, he's, he takes the form of a weasel when he's on this plane, but he could really be anything. He's sort of a um, he's sort of a, a familiar of mine. He's uh, he, he takes many forms, um, but uh, weasels are one of my favourites. So. <laughs> um, so, how much would Apis know about familiars? Let's make an arcana check to know how much you know about it. Hey, nat 20, look at that. Nat 20 plus 3. Um, arcana, yeah, 20, with a 23, you know you know that wizards, mostly, um, will often have some sort of a summoned creature that, that acts not quite... It, it takes the form of a... Um, uh, it takes the form of a real-world animal, usually, but... Uh, doesn't normally come from this plane. It's usually the spirit of something from another plane, often the Feywild, in fact. Of course you know about uh, familiars. If they come from the Feywild, you, you would have heard all about them as a kid. Your mum was obsessed to the point of uh, almost an obsession uh, um, with, with the Feywild uh, and fairies and things. So you, so you definitely would have heard about f uh, the spirit from the Feywild um, coming to the mortal realm and taking um, taking beast form in order to help out uh you know with a nat 20 as well you would know that familiars can often be used um as the eyes and ears of the caster so the the friend they have like a, a a bond between them um that they can probably communicate without words and they can probably see through each other's eyes and all that sort of thing um hold out one finger for jeremy to shake so you hold out your your, your finger and, and jeremy comes up and nuzzles it with the nose just nibbles very uh, gently have you seen hybrids before? Uh, have you seen hybrid dragons before? 
Now let's see, would she have seen hybrid dragons before? I think she would, but let's give it a percentage chance. It's going to be relatively low, relatively high percent chance, which means relatively low DC. Yeah, you, uh, she has. She says, um, says uh, yes, I have. Um, I've I've been living in the uh, the the Giftergeld for quite a while now, and and with Ungerhef living there as well. Um, it's not. I've not seen many, and thankfully, it was only it was only the one, and it was a while ago. Um, but I, I saw a half dragon. Um, uh, it was like I think it was a deer. I didn't stick around to see it because it would have killed me. It, sorry. It would have it would have probably killed me um but uh yeah i saw a half dragon deer of some kind it was four-legged that's all i really saw of it um uh, so I don't, I don't know much about them you, you don't know like how far their range would be and stuff so, uh, it it depends they definitely can they're more intelligent um i've read about them they're much more intelligent than um than 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 uh, the regular animals of their sort, uh, especially if they've been raised by the dragon um, that 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 reared them. Uh, so they they can they can journey as far as you or I, I suppose, if they really need to. Was it a um, was it a dragon thing that attacked you? Um, and she says, uh, no, no, no. It was um, it was a a, a beast, a, a a winged creature. I didn't get to see a good look at it. Um, but it was a winged four-legged thing that came out of the the uh, came out of the trees and swooped down and gave me a good slash across the face. But um, I managed to to scare it off. Can we do a heal thing to prevent a scar on the face? Um, you say, is there anyway? Is that going to scar? She says, oh no, no, no. It, I I only just healed it up um, myself on the way, and it'll it'll heal without a scar. I, my 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 dream uh, pool tends not to scar. What were you referring to when you'd seen other giant bees? Are they are they common? Oh no no not common not common at all. But in the Giftigeld there are quite a lot of um, large animals animals that grow to a larger size than they should otherwise. Uh, there's sort of a natural magic in the area of the forest, um, so things tend to grow larger. If the if you, if the rats you said you saw were giant rats, if they were much larger than regular rats should be, then it's there's a pretty good chance that they were from the Giftigeld. And uh, and your giant bee there, it's a, it's a good chance that she was from the Gift Guild. And you say, no, I don't think she was. She was. Um, I I found her in a an apiarist uh, up in Shadridge. Yeah, but where did where did they get him uh, her from? Uh, I don't know actually. Hold that hand, palm up. See if Jeremy jump, jumps on. We do that and um, and say and somebody said say hello in in Sylvan, and so we say uh, bonjour, bonjour Jeremy, and. Uh, and and he comes running onto your hand. He sort of first he looks back and silently looks at her, and then she gives him a little nod and a wink, and he runs onto your hand. And he runs up your arm, and it's and it feels um, uh, weight wise that he's there. He just doesn't have any sort of body heat coming from him. Do you think it's possible to capture one to question? We did notice that some of them are stood draconic, if, if not speak it. Could well be. Do you, um, from your understanding, do you think it would be possible or wise? to try and capture uh, one of these half-creatures alive. Um, they, un they seem to understand Draconic. Uh, it's, 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 pos it's, it's potentially possible. They, they are um, capable of, of much more dangerous feats than, than, um, than a regular animal of their sort, but, but yeah, they, they, you could catch one if you've got a trap big enough or, so, or you know, if you're prepared enough.
So that's really up to you guys. If you wanted to try, you certainly can try. Have you um, noticed anything different with the local animals? Strange movement patterns or the like? It says I... I mean, I... Mm, let's roll a check for her. What would it be? It'd be like a... It would be like a... Uh, after the fact perception check. See if she's noticed. She says, um, I, I haven't noticed anything different, any sort of different movements, but if it is the, if it is in the Lannis Woods, then that's um, quite a bit north of where I live. Uh, I live about south, uh, about half an hour's walk south of here. Uh, so I, w I wouldn't have necessarily noticed anything in, in anything different in the Lannis. Can, uh, can hybrid dragon things breed themselves? Do you know, can they perpetuate themselves? And she says, I, I don't think so. Usually, usually with the beasts, um, if they're close enough to breed, then that, that says something about their relation. But if they're, uh, but if they're far enough apart that, that the thing that comes out of them is clearly a, a mix of the two, um, and not, you know, one or the other, then that thing usually is, um, is not able to continue like a, like a mule. If you, if you cross a uh, horse with a donkey, the, the mules can't breed and in a similar way. These half dragons can't usually, as far as I know. What's this um this dream pool that you mentioned? She says, "Oh, um, sorry, I, I forget you're not from Browdy. Most 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 people uh, in the in the greenhouse know uh, all about me. Um, I I I was um, I learned my connection to nature, my 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 sort of way with uh, the beasts and such. I learned it from a, a druid circle in the Feywild." Um, and uh, and they and they sort of taught me how to to tap into. It's sort of a a, a pool of, I I I, I, can, I can never describe it. It's a more of a feeling. I, I can tap into sort of a pool of. Do you know how when you're, when you're dreaming and you feel like, you could do anything. If you have you ever had a dream where you you realize you're dreaming and before you wake up, you can you can kind of do anything. Um, what do you guys think? Has, has Apis ever had a lucid dream? How many of you guys have ever had a lucid dream? Let's, let's do it that way. I'm going to, I'm going to make a poll. I'm going to make a poll and I'm going to see how many of Apis's synapses have ever had a lucid dream. Have you ever had a lucid dream? Which is the name for the type of dream that you can control when you realize it's a dreamer. Robert has never had a lucid dream because any time that I realize I'm dreaming, I wake up instantly. 82% um, of Apis's synapses have had a lucid dream before. So therefore I'm going to say that Apis is also a lucid dreamer uh, and Apis has, Apis has had a lucid dream. So as, um, as she says, um, so you know, there's that feeling when when you you sort of realize you're dreaming and you can control it, and it says, "I I uh, I do know that feeling." Um, they call it lucid dreaming. She says, oh, "Yeah, that's right. I didn't expect you to know the term, so I wasn't. I was trying to avoid." Um, you're quite smart, you aren't you? Said, well, I've I've read a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, well, it's kind of like that. It feels like that. If I if I a few like I, it, there's it, and it, and I call it a pool because if I tap into it too much, I kind of drain it out, but. Every so often, I can feel like I can just change damage and such. Like if somebody gets hurt, I can usually change the damage of it. 
um, and and so it, it acts to sort of like heal them up and and fix bones and things sometimes. Uh, so I call it my dream pool. Um, and the the druids the druids called it something else, but I can never remember it because it was so long ago that I was there. <laughs> Can we use primeval awareness to zero in on just the hybrids if we are holding one, etc. Uh, if you if you are holding a hybrid, and then you cast primeval awareness with a radius of only like a foot, and specifically looking for dragons, and it pings, then you know that these half dragons count as dragons. But if you're holding one and you cast it and it doesn't ping, then you know that they won't they don't count as half dragons. They don't count as dragons. Sorry. Which means that then you can do it with a much higher radius looking specifically for dragons. And if it pings then, then you know it's not got any false positives. So you could you could do it that way. That's a pretty smart way of doing it. But if you do get a genuine positive ping from the half dragons, then unfortunately you're just going to get a whole bunch of white noise by pinging with a huge radius. She said she went to the Feywild and remembers it. She said she, re she went to the Feywild and remembers m much of it, but she says it was a long time ago. If we want to ask her about the Feywild, we can do. But it's a matter of, like, do we want to stay here and talk with her for a bit, or do we want to get moving? Does she, if she knows about planes in the, in the Feywild, does she know about Horizon Walkers? Do you, have you heard of Horizon Walkers before? No. Would we or Brian know if we can temporarily stop the poison breathing of half-dragons and dragons? Do you do you know in any way of like stopping the poison breath of a dragon or like nullifying it or anything? He says, I'm afraid I don't know enough about. It. I try and stay away from them. Um, there are antidotes that there we can brew antidote. There's all sorts of and she gestures to the the greenhouse. There's all sorts of plants that you can that you can brew into a um, an antidote poison that gives you like resistance or or um, it gives you a hardiness to to, to sort of like uh, if you if you know the type of poison that you're gonna get. Uh, it's a good way to, to sort of prepare for that. Um, so we could do that. You don't happen to know any Archfey, do you? So, uh, not personally. I, my time in the Feywild is very fuzzy. Um, when you when you come back from the Archfey, uh, from the Feywild, a lot of your memories, and you say, oh, I know. And you say, oh, yeah, of course you've read a lot. Um, yeah, I, I didn't retain all of my memories of my time there, um, but I definitely met some Archfey while I was there, apparently, or heard of them. I can't, I can't exactly remember. At this point, the uh, the office door opens and in, in comes Polython, uh, holding two red vials of liquid, and she gives one to um, Briar and one to you. And you now have a healing potion. So you've got one regular healing potion um, and and two half healing potions. And as she gives us it, she says, um, this is quite difficult to make and um, expensive to come by. Uh, so if you if you need it, of course, use it. Um, but if you can get by without using it, we would like it back if possible. And you say, I, I understand. Um, I've actually got a friend up in Shadridge at the moment who's learning how to make them. So I'm, I'm, I know sort of secondhand from her how difficult the, the process actually is. Could we ask the Arcanists about the dice as well? You could do if you want, but you've kind of got a job to do, so you can definitely go and stop off at the Arcanists if you want, or you can head to the forest now, because it's now currently about, what would it be? You've about midday, an hour. It's probably about one in the afternoon, I'll say, somewhere around there. Um, so 
you're going to need to eat. So you'll probably eat some rations on the way. Uh, you've you lose the light around 6 p.m. So you've got about five hours of light left. It's from the from the south of Fonderg, where you are currently, to to Lannis. The Lannis Woods is probably like an hour walk. Can we get poison antidotes? Um, we ask them about poison antidotes. Uh, do you do you have poison antidote as well? Just in case there's poison breath on them. Uh, she is going to. I'm going to see if they've got it. Um, what's the chances that they've got some poison antidotes made up? Uh, there might be poisonous plants here that they need an antidote on supply for, just in like a emergency. So they might have one. That increases the chances a little. Um, all right. She says, um, and, and unfortunately, I I don't have any uh, antidote made at the moment, and it, it depends on the different uh, poisons as to which antidote you would you would need anyway. Uh, we, I am. That's one of the things that I'm going to be doing with the squirrel that you left here. I'm going to be dissecting its poison glands and and uh, learning from that um, how to how to prepare antidote for it. That's probably one of my main jobs. I need to. I'm not the the greatest um, brewer myself, but I've asked one of the arcanists to come down. Um, she'll be here soon, uh, and and she's going to help me. Um, analyze the poison the hybrids were about an hour out yeah i think they were, they were an hour out of town and we're like a 10 minute walk out south of the town so 20 minutes to get through town an hour and 20 minutes or so to get to the, the hybrids to where we saw the hybrids yeah that's a good point you say um if you need any more if if like you if you don't get what you need from this one i, I there was like three or four uh squirrels that i killed and uh, a couple of giant rats as well i left them with the knights in the northern stables uh, i'm not sure what they're doing with them they're probably getting rid of them so uh, you want to, if you want to act quickly, and you say, "All right, thank you for letting me know that. I might, I might grab some of the rats as well." All right. So, anything else we want to do in town or talk to anyone about before we hit the road for the hybrids to to go back to where we started? Anything else? Are we ready to go? Adventure. Here we go. All right. So, Apis hits the road with Briar in tow. As you walk with Briar, um, you learn a little more about just her her general demeanor she seems quite excitable um she seems a little bit wild a little she's got a little bit of eccentricity eccentricity to her um she's a little bit a little bit wired um she obviously spends a lot of time on her own in forests rather than you know speaking with animals rather than uh, speaking with people uh mel comes with us don't forget mel yes thank you i did forget mel mel comes with us i'm co i'm coming as well apis don't uh, don't forget me this time i'm coming bang into the glass of the greenhouse oops i forgot to buzz, buzz, buzz. she's getting stuck on one of the windows mel it's glass you've got to there's a there's a door here you open the door mel buzz, buzz. mel there's a door right here can you just I'm... and briar says um briar says uh she, just down here, love, come down here. And she says, she says this in Sylvan. Come down here, love, come on. And she holds out some some of the nice flour that she said that Mel liked. Come down here. And Mel goes, oh, that, uh, this one smells nice. Down to, uh, come down here, good love, good love. And she gives you a little scratch under the, under the, the, the between the, um, the head and the, the, the thorax. And gives her a little scratch. Come on, out the door here. <laughs> Leads her out. Take a piece of the hybrid with us. You want a piece of the 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 squirrel, okay? 
Sure. You you go, I, for some reason, part of me wants to take a hybrid with us. Any particular piece or any particular reason? Brad, do you know of any plants that'll sober her up? <laughs> so, uh, just, just the fresh air will sober her up in time. It's a more of a time thing. So that we can primeval cast with it on us. Ah, you would need a you would need a um a living specimen for it to work because currently it's not a creature at all; it's an object. How many t- hours does it take for a bee to undrunk? <laughs> I think the fresh air should do it on the on the walk to where you where you came from. It takes a huge giant glass tumbler, <laughs> a huge piece of card slipped in behind, and takes Mel outside and releases her into the air. Yeah, in order to do the um the primeval thing you'd need to you need a, a live a live specimen um on you i don't think we need part of the hybrids the smell might attract more of them maybe all right so on the road you head back uh, to the town and because there's a commotion at the not really a commotion there's just a bit of a backlog of people coming through the um the gates with them opening and closing for every person and taking notes of everybody who's coming in and out uh between the, the farms and things people are grumbling but persevering but because of that you decide to skirt around the town instead so you just walk around the outskirts of the town um which is okay if you do it to actually it's probably now nah, even so it's probably better to wait your turn to go through the town because there's forest on one side oh it's no it's it's no it's been cleared that's right just having to think myself the the loggers have cleared the immediate forest so it's kind of like a, a um, an open clearing so that you can see attackers coming from any particular side it does the town doesn't go right up against the forest so you, so we go around that side through the cleared forest and we make our way around it's difficult terrain so it's not too easy on us but um especially with somebody with such tiny little legs she's only two foot tall um and you can tell as you walk she walks with a speed even slower than yours but she's got that walking staff with her that um, that helps. And uh, as you walk, you sort of get to know her a little bit. Um, she's a little bit awkward as a conversationalist, um, not really knowing what to say, but then so are you. Hey, Brian, uh, do you enjoy panpipe music? She says, oh, oh, yes, I do. The, the, fae, the people of the Feywild love panpipes. There's a lot of different creatures. Have you heard of a satyr? I have, yeah, they're, uh, they're uh, similar to a fawn, but uh, with different... Yeah, the, the satyrs love panpipes. You've got to be careful when a satyr plays panpipes, though, because sometimes they're casting spells on you. Is that right? Uh, I've actually got some panpipes here. Oh, could you play for me? <laughs> what do you guys think? Would Apis want to play? Oh, God, she's going to hate us. <laughs> the dice have been good today so far. I'll use the same dice that's been rolling well. I don't think it's rolled less than a nine today. For you anyway. It's rolled a three and a four for um, other people Not behind the screen, as it were. All right, most people saying yes. Let's let's, let's roll a panpipes check. So panpipes is a charisma check because it's performance based. Um, so it's a plus one, and then because you are uh, because you are proficient in it over in the tools box, you get to add another two to it. So it's a it's this plus three. Oh, is that cocked? It's ten. It's a ten, and it's not. It is. It is cocked, but not to the point where it wouldn't have landed on a ten. It would have landed on a ten. Uh, ten. Not too bad. Thirteen. Thirteen to- total. Uh, above average. We do a little uh, panpipe trill. Do a little warm up. Get that. Get the lips wet, wet and moving. 
Do a little, do a little music as we walk. Um, she's nice and just as awkward as we are. That's slightly reassuring to our stage fright. That's what it is. That's that must be it. We we know that she's a little awkward, um, and she doesn't she doesn't spend a lot of time around people. So maybe she's she she won't like judges and uh, and run off and tell people about us. <laughs> Um, and so we, we, we don't feel as, as stage frighty about, um, about playing in front of her, it seems. All right. So, um, after an hour and a half of walking or so, it's maybe three ish PM. Um, when we arrive back at the area of the, uh, the forest where we were attacked by the, the rats and the, the squirrels, it's time to start investigating. What do you guys want to do to try and investigate? As we've as we've walked, we've um, we've asked her about what she can do to help, and she says that she can speak with animals and such. In fact, let me grab up her character sheet so that I can remind myself what she can do. Pretty much every one of her uh, spells is related to animals. She says, oh, "I can do uh, minor things that um, that help." And as she as she walks, she kind of like blooms a, a flower. She plucks a flower out and makes it bloom in her hand, and she does minor druid craft. Uh, she says, I can mend things back together as well if they get frayed. That's obviously not going to help in this situation. Um, I can convince Adam animals that they don't, that, that they mean as no harm. Uh, we mean them no harm. Um, I can, I can sort of share, a, uh, uh, share some senses with an animal so that, uh, the two of us can understand what each other can see and, and feel at the same time. Uh, I can speak with animals, of course. I've got a, a bit of a, and you're like, of of course, that's not an of course. You can speak with animals. You say, yeah, um, not just like Mel, not like in Sylvan. You can, no, not, I, I, I've got a way with animals in Sylvan, but um, if I need to actually get across my point a little clearer, I can uh, I can tap into something that the druids taught me um, that actually allows me to, uh, to, to, to make a connection on a language sense. And they tend to be able to understand me at that point. Um, I can say I can uh, animals tend to be able to um, send messages on my behalf as well uh, if I need to I can I can locate a particular animal if I'm looking for one particular animal or plant even I can search for a particular animal or plant um, and if I if I get into trouble I can summon a beast to uh, to help us it's more of a again it's more of a, a spirit from another plane rather than an actual beast but I can summon beasts and of course, if we really need to, I can speak with plants. And she sort of pats a tree as she walks. Can her familiar turn into a dog and track via scent? Well, funnily you should say, because as she... No, actually, it wouldn't have yet. Wait. Half an hour, 20 minutes of talking-ish. Let's say an hour, round up. And then an hour and a half of walking. Yeah, as, she's, uh, as we're arriving at, at the place and we're like, right, it was about here that we got attacked. Um... Just to keep herself safe, uh, could you, could your, uh, Jeremy was it? And she says, yeah. And she says, Jeremy, could he search for us? And she says, uh, he could. Um, oh, Jeremy. And she just kind of goes silent and looks at him for a second and he looks back at her. She says, um, he's probably not got long, much, uh, much long left, uh, much longer left. You say, what, what do you mean? She says, Oh, he he doesn't stick around forever. I from the point that I I I bring him in, um, he only stays for a couple of hours. It's getting longer. Um, it's getting longer. I'm I'm getting used to getting him to stick around for a little bit longer. But it's it, I can I can't quite make it last to about three hours at this point. 
And when he goes, can you can you bring him back? Yeah. Um, if it's it, it's like it takes something from me. I'm I, I'm I'm a little tired after I after I've done it. I can usually bring him back straight away. Uh, but after I've brought him back twice, twice, I kind of need a a bit of a breather before, before I kind of feel like I can do it again. Uh, for anyone who, if the, if 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 the cat's still not out of the bag, for anyone who's listening, um, Briar Patch, uh, Briar Blackthorn is a character that Sparrow created for the campaign using the, um, the the points redemption. While you're watching me on Twitch here, you are earning points passively. And then you can spend them on various different things. One of which is called "What's that called again?" Where you get to name a character or a place or a a, a town or something in the world, and I, I'll put it into the world at some point. Um, so, what do you guys want to do? She can start. To, you could you could ask her. She's an NPC, but she's kind of your companion for the sake of this particular investigation mission. So you can decide what to. You can take charge and tell her what to do. You can, uh, she can talk to plants, she's told you. She can talk to animals. She can locate animals and plants um, if you need to speak to a particular animal. Uh, she can she can look through the eyes and ears and senses of an animal. Um, and then, of course, you know everything that you can do. You can track, you can, you can do your primeval awareness, all of that sort of thing. Where, where would you guys like to start to investigate this forest, knowing that it is a particularly dangerous place, and especially if there is more, uh, if there are more of these creatures around, it is a dangerous place to be. So, keeping that in mind, how would you like to go about investigating? Can we make a perception check to see if any animals are nearby, and see if we can see if they've seen anything or know anything? So, ask some, ask some animals. You're saying. Uh, locate animal would not find a dragon because they're not a beast. This specifically locates beasts or plants, things with the beast tag, things with the, the animal tag. And you don't yet know whether these half creatures count as beasts or as, as uh, dragons. Talk to a bird, ask them if they've seen any half dragons. Ask it to talk to plants and see if they've seen any half dragons. Locate the half dragon. Generally perception check before using any spell slots. Yeah, that's smart. So first of all, let's just do a perception check. Let's have a look around the area as we walk uh, up the path to the area where we've been attacked. Let's have a look around, see if we're being followed by any of these half dragons. Uh, I didn't roll in the box, so you'll have to take my word for it because I forgot that. It was a six. A six plus our perception is a four, which is ten. Uh, with a ten, we, we look around, we see there are a few birds like up in the trees. Um, We'd have to climb a tree or something to get to them. Uh, if you want to speak with animals, you can just you could cast the spell and speak with animals from here. Hey, bird! Uh, but if you wanted to do like any any of the spells that require touching the animal, like beast sense and things, beast bond I think is a touch one as well. Um, then you'd obviously need to get it down here first. Um, so you could say you could you, you point out uh, there's there are some birds around the area that don't look like half dragon birds. <laughs> see. Uh, we could talk to them. He says, uh, yeah, okay. So we should get her to talk with the, the birdies. All right, she does that. She uh, she casts off one of her spell slots for the day. Speak with animals is a ritual, so no spell can... Uh, let me just... I'm going to have to look up spell testing for that case. Um, spells... Uh, it is a ritual spell. Can druids cast ritual spells that are prepared? I'm pretty sure they can, can't they? Let me just double check that because I don't play druids 
all that often. I'm almost certain they can. Druids. Spellcasting. Ritual. You can cast a druid spell as a ritual if the spell has the ritual tag and you have it prepared. She does have it prepared, prepared and it does have the ritual tag, so she can cast it as a ritual. However, rituals take 10 minutes longer to cast. So, do you want her to save her spell slot and take 10 minutes to stand here and cast this Speak With Animals spell? Or do you want to just tell her, let's just get underway? Is Jeremy still about? At this point, it's like right on the verge. So at this point he is, but he's uh, he, he's not around much longer, it seems. All right, thumbs up if you want her to take 10 minutes to ritual cast this thing. Keep in mind that Robert lets the world carry on while we are doing other things. Okay, cool. Um, so we say, uh, she says, I can, um, I, I can actually speak to animals, uh, for quite a long time. And it, uh, if I just sort of force myself, I can, I can sort of tap into them immediately. But it, it feels a little bit more draining on me when, when I do it that way. Um, if I take my time to sort of get into it, uh, it usually takes about 10 minutes or so to turn it on. Um, if I do it that way, then I can, I can, it, it doesn't really feel as draining on me. You say, whatever you need to do to, to keep yourself fighting fit, just in case something goes south, we, we want ourselves not feeling exhausted. Uh, right, yeah, I'll, I'll just take my time then. Um, you can start investigating, I'll just... And she sits and starts... Um, she gets out a few pouches from... She's almost wearing like a bandolier. Um, is that what it's called? Like a, one of those ammo pouches? She's wearing almost one of those, but it's, it's there's just got a bunch of like um, herb pouches and things hanging off of it. And she starts to like open them and takes out pinches of stuff and sprinkles and <laughs> up into the air. She gets out like some flint and steel and lights a little incense stick that she then uses to burn some other herbs and she sprinkles them onto it and starts to wave it around and she's making a little ritual space for herself so while she starts that um we are going to tell mel, mel to get a bird's eye view all right um mel um we speak to her in sylvan and uh, would you mind um circling above make sure you're out of harm's way but just see bird's eye view from above if you're above the tree line, then just look out for anything moving, dragons and things, of course. Um, if there's anything else that, that catches your eye, just make sure you come back and report that before going to investigate to any sort of dangerous area. She goes, eh, right you are, right you are. And she seems like she's back to normal now. She's 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 gotten sober again in the uh, in the walk slash fly since the uh, <laughs> since the the greenhouse. Um. And then we're going to do what? We're going to start looking for tracks, looking for just an investigation of the area. Uh, I'm going to make it, so if we're looking for animal tracks and such, this feels like more of a survival than an investigation. Is it survival? Yeah, it's survival and it's uh, forest bonus. Okay, so forest bonus adds, uh, so this is a plus four plus forest bonus to a six so we've got a plus six to this roll here we go whoa whoa bouncy bounce let me get that back into the dice tray bounce uh 12 plus six 18. so we uh with an 18 we we look around for investigation investigation of tracks particularly um 
and we see that there are animal tracks off of the off of the beaten track. The, the, there is um, the path that we were on leading to Fondurg. Uh, we go a little bit off into the forest, and we start investigating round. And there are animal tracks about. And we sort of like work out how old they are and such. Um, it's it's not long before we can start to smell that same sort of acrid, that same acrid smell. And then. Um, as we as we smell this, we sort of look around, and we can kind of see that off the path is uh, a little bit of this this green lingering smoke. Uh, it's quite faint, but to get to if we go towards it, uh, we'll be leaving um, Briar alone on the path behind us. Do you want to continue investigating? We're only about six minutes into her ten minute ritual at this point. Wait for Briar. Don't leave her. Not now. Wait for her. If you wait another four minutes, the, the way that this fog is kind of dispersing, there's a chance that it might not be there anymore by the time you've by the time she has finished. You see if Mel's found, Mel hasn't returned, she's just flying above you apparently, as far as you know. Wait for backup. Most people saying wait for backup. Alright. So Apis thinks if I don't if I don't follow that now, the, the fog the green fog is dispersing. I might leave it, but I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk out into the forest alone and leave uh, leave Briar on her own. So you turn around and you uh, you go back to Briar, um, and and uh, you say, I, I don't want to interrupt, um, but just letting you know that I heard I smelt some um, some of the same sort of poisony smell, and it was that direction. Uh, we'll investigate later, and she gives you a nod, but she doesn't say anything to you as she's sort of muttering to herself in uh, words that you don't quite understand. Um, seems like she's mixing in like sil some sylvan in there as well and some of the symbols that she's drawn on the ground around her you recognize as being written in sylvan in the sylvan um, uh, alphabet but there are other language other um, symbols written in there that you don't understand that you assume to be some sort of druidic or feywild language or something it's only a few minutes more um, before she finishes this spell and she says uh, right Let's see if it worked, eh? Um, is Mel around? That should be a good one to. Oh, there's a there's a um a wood pigeon. Um, ex excuse me, Mister Wood Pigeon, Missus Wood Pigeon. Sorry, I don't know. Are you a Mister Wood Pigeon or a Missus Wood Pigeon? And you're hearing this, and she's saying it in common. And then the, you you look up to follow her gaze, and you can see a wood pigeon looks down over a, over a, a nest of high up in the branches, and. <laughs> Right, you are. Sorry, uh, Mister Woodpigeon. Um, I was wondering if you could, uh, if you'd seen any creatures in the area that um, that are sort of d odd and d dangerous and <coughs> right. Um, did they have? Did they have sort of greenish scales? <coughs> right. Um, but do, do you know which way they come from? <coughs> okay. Oh, right, and but any direction more than the others? <laughs> right. Um, okay. How many of them have you seen lately? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's always a problem with them. They never really know how numbers work. Um, uh, have you seen as many of the creatures as there are uh, trees? <laughs> No, fewer than okay. Um, 
Have you seen more? <laughs> and you end for the next like minute. <laughs> for the next like minute, she, she she just like tries to narrow down twenty questions style, roughly a rough number of how many. Have you seen more than there are rivers in the area? Have you seen more than the more than the the number of berries on a on a on this this twig? Um, and eventually, uh, she says, right. It seems like there's there's um, there's not that many more in this area than than you saw. Um, but there's, they're, 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 they're not all um, the same size as yours. She has this sort of one-sided conversation that you hear. Well, she has a proper conversation. You only hear one side of it. Um, but you ascertain that there are uh, multiple squirrels and rats. The rodents in particular tend to be more numerous. But this pigeon has also seen um, a large flying thing that also had green scales. And... When this that part of the conversation starts to come up, uh, you're like, "Is it a dragon? Is it, can you ask if it's a dragon?" And she says, "I, I, they, they don't understand dragon. I've, I've asked before. Um, I just have to kind of describe the thing and see if they, see if we can understand it as a dragon." Um, so, how would you guys? You can sort of try and coach her from the side. How would you try and? All you know so far at this point of the conversation is that there's a larger green green uh, dragon, uh, a larger green scaled flying thing. Can we cast primal awareness for dragons real quick? We could if you want. It'll cast a spell slot. We've got three spell slots, and it costs one to to uh, search for primeval awareness. But the problem, Altaba, is that we don't know yet if half dragons count as dragons or not. And if they do, then we're probably just going to get a yes and. We won't know any more information. Did it... Uh, ask if it darkened the sky. Did it darken the sky? <laughs> no, it didn't. 20 questions. <laughs> can we check if the smell is still there? Uh, yes, we can, yeah. So we walk off to um, the direction uh, while she's asking this question, and we've lost it. It's not there anymore. So we walk back, and she goes, she, so it has wings, apparently. I've asked that. Um, she said it was smaller than a tree. Did uh, Ask if it looked like a lizard, but with wings. That's a good one, yeah. Um, did, it, did it look at all like a lizard with wings? <laughs> she says it kind of did. I don't know if that was fully... I don't think she fully understood. I don't think she... He, he, I don't think, had the creativity to understand a lizard and putting wings on it. I don't think he could visualise that creatively. Um, Did it roar? Did it roar? Uh, did, did, it, did it roar? Did it make a, a roaring sound? Uh, she says that it didn't make a sound. Not when she saw it. Uh, he saw it. Does it look similar to any other birds that you're used to seeing? Or is it completely new? That's a good one. Did, did it look like any other birds that you're used to seeing? <laughs> no, it's very different. Uh, it di didn't look like a bird, more uh, different in the body. Did it look like any, any animal all that they recognise? Uh, did it look like any animal? <laughs> we're doing, we're doing like the scene from Mon uh, from not more from Monty Python from uh, Hot Fuzz, where you've taken an interpreter for to for your interpreter. Um, I'm gonna roll a. What's the chances of this 
creature being able to describe properly. Let's have a look. Um, no, uh, is comes the answer. Didn't didn't look like any any creature that this that this wood pigeon knows about. At this point, another wood pigeon has, has come along and joined in the conversation, and this is now filling, and she's now filtering two and two lots of wood pigeon information to you. Did it have more legs than you? That's a good question. Um, Did it have more legs than you do? Um, what's the chances? Retroactive pigeon perception. There's <laughs> a phrase I've never said. Um, uh, didn't didn't get a good enough look at it. Is it a bird? Is it a plane uh, being? <laughs> nice, Ozymandias. I like that. I'm going to give you inspiration for that. <laughs> Is it a bird? Is it a plane uh, being? No, it's a dragon. <laughs> Has it been flying more in one magnetic direction the most? Ooh, that's a good question, Womble King. Well done. That probably would have got you inspiration as well. Um, as it, so pigeons use uh, magnetic directions. Did, does it know which direction it's been flying more? Um, has it has it been flying in a di direction more than anyth anything other? And then uh, the second one that joined the conversation whoo, takes up and circles and then whoo, starts flying in a direction. Um, and she says, yeah, that one says that he's, he's going to show us the direction it's going. And it goes off in a direction. And then Malcolm's like buzzing in from a different direction and comes down. I haven't seen anything, Apis. Uh, nothing big and flying above the tree line. Uh, but it's only been like 20 minutes at this point that you've been here. Uh, did it have feathers? You ask that. And she says, no, it did not have feathers. Can we find a smarter bird? <laughs> like an owl? You're not going to find an owl in this forest in the middle of the day. Well, end of the day. Although, actually, what time is it? Like 3 p.m.? What was it? One, About 3-ish. Uh, so you're not a few... You're a couple of hours away from it being um, twilight, and then, the, and then the owls might come out. Uh, so as Mel comes down, um, you say, Mel, uh, follow that bird. And she says, uh, okay. And she takes off and across. And then it's not too long before that wood pigeon comes back around and Malcolm's following it. And the wood pigeon lands back down next to its wood pigeon friend and then it freaks out. And, and she goes, no, it's, it's okay, they're with us. Oh, crap, uh, they're frightened of Mel now and both of wood pigeons have taken off because this massive giant bee have just come settling down next to them because you told Mel to go and follow her. And Mel's not the smartest either. So, so there's a big fast uh, upstairs downstairs fast going on between Mel and these wood pigeons as she's trying to follow them and they, they disappear and as they take off afraid of her she follows them because you told her to um, and, and now you're not going to get anything more out of those wood pigeons it's little for a hawk or a falcon you can now start to make your way into the, the forest proper and find another animal because the, uh, the speak with animals goes for 10 minutes an hour Middle check. Speak with animals lasts for ten minutes, so it's pro it's approaching the very end of that now. It's probably taken ten minutes of back and forth for her to uh, to to get that much out of out of this creature, out of this uh, wood pigeon. Uh, how big are the trees? Bigger than a dragon? No, these are regular um, regular forest. Uh, I don't know a lot about trees, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you like a species. I'd say maybe, I 
think birch trees are about this maybe something like that they're not massive oaks they're not massive oak trees and they're not piddling little things they're regular british forest trees <laughs> is the best i can do for you um all right she let's see so how long uh, at this point by the way before she even finished her 10 minute ritual jeremy disappeared uh, but you weren't there to see that because you were away investigating let's go how many more minutes has she got left of this thing just one i rolled a d4 and got a one she's got one minute left of this thing so let's both of you start to uh look around on the ground to see if there's a rodent or something to talk to uh she got a three on a perception check you got a 15 plus your perception of uh well plus six because forest bonus so 21 perception check uh you quickly find some uh tracks that would generally lead to mouse Let's roll a percentage chance of you actually finding one within a minute. Hey, 18. I gave it a 20% chance and you got an 18. So you you actually find one within the minute. It's pretty close though. So you you, you spend like 40 seconds of the remaining minute trying to find uh, something, some other rodent to find. And you're like, hey, over here, Briar, there's a rodent. And she comes rushing over and she says, uh, excuse me, Mr. Mouse thing. Um, Have you have you seen a giant um uh, lizard with wings anywhere around here? He goes, it's okay. We're not gonna hurt you. We're not gonna hurt. You. Uh, we're not gonna hurt you. We're just, uh, just, just quickly. Have you seen a giant lizard with wings at all? <laughs> he says no. Um, have you seen any anything uh, like? And then, uh, and then, <laughs> and she goes, shit. Okay, it's, it's out. <laughs> it's run out. I felt it go at the last second there. Um, he said no. He hasn't seen a giant lizard with wings. What are we gonna do if uh, if we see them? They'll see us, and there's gonna be a fight. Not necessarily. Drop a bit of rations for the poor scared mouse. <laughs> yeah, we grab. She actually, before we get to it, we put our hand down into our pouch to try and find the rations. She puts her hand into one of these pouches along the uh, along this sort of bandolier, uh, and rather than herbs, it's got crushed up uh, dried food food stuff, some berries and things. And she takes some out and sprinkles it for the mouse. Um, and she says, "Yeah, you best back off so that he doesn't think it's a trap." Um, you said you met. You said you felt some, uh, smelt some poison in the area. Should we just go in that direction and see if we can find any more? Go on that sm green smoke path now. Is that the direction you guys want to go? The direction where you smelt the poison before. All right. So you start setting off in that direction, um, in the direction where you smelt the green smoke. I'm going to roll a uh, an investigation check on your part to see if you can remember exactly the area that it was, um, because you uh, it's relatively low DC because you are an outlander. Oops, crap. Uh, five plus your three investigation plus forest bonus is a ten. Ten was the DC. Well, actually, eight was the DC, but you make it. Um, you, you're pretty sure it was around here. Uh, the, the smoke's disappeared now, but um, I definitely smelt something. Something had been through re relatively recently and um, and breathed this uh, this this poison. So just be on the lookout for stuff doing the same thing. Is she looking as to, to can we get the advantage? No, you wouldn't be able to get advantage on because she was doing a ritual while you were looking for where to go. So she, she she couldn't help you with where you saw the poison. But it was good enough anyway that you managed to find it. And so you walk out into that area and you see that there is a dead creature. Um, it looks about the size of, um, about the size of Jeremy, about the size of a weasel. 
uh, and it's too mush- messed up for you to fully make out what it was, it, it could possibly be something a little la- like it could be a weasel that's kind of just like unzipped and <laughs> spread out. Or it could be like a house cat or something sized. It's really difficult to tell, just that it was a four-legged mammal of some so- some sort. Um, but it has largely been eaten away. And from the fresh flicks of flecks of blood around it, um, it seems like it was recent, very recent. That was probably the thing that was uh, caught in the um, caught in the poison breath of whatever was hunting here. Uh, and it's 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 pretty messed up. Can we look at the skull, or is it smashed in? The skull, the head of the creature is not not there. It seems like whatever was eating it has poisoned it, eaten most of it, leading leaving just the legs, um, the legs and the spine, and the rib cage is kind of broken open. Um, but it's got all the guts and and run off with the head. Um, can we look for tracks then? Good idea. Let's look for tracks. Tracking is a survival check with forest bonus, so that is a plus six. Uh, 11, 11 plus 6 is a 17. Um, and if we're tracking for dragons, um, I think we have advantage on it. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works as a ranger, which is fine because that was a 3. So 17. With a 17, we do see some tracks, um, and they are the size of sort of a, a chihuahua. We assume it was probably uh, something of the giant rat's size that we saw before. So it was probably a giant rat. Um, uh, half dragon giant rat that was about a few hundred yards from us on the path uh, so it's probably a good thing that we we didn't go and investigate it on our own at least um, Mel can ask the insects where it's scary you can't yeah you, you ask Mel to come across hey Mel would you mind um, can you commun- communicate with the, the insects and stuff and she says I I can't really get much from them unless they are bees. Uh, I can command them to do things for me, but I can't. Uh, I can't get questions from them like your friend Briar was doing. Um, so no, unfortunately, like on a mechanical ben- basis, Mel Mel can communicate with other bees. She can get like information from bees, but insects in general, she can command them to like make a swarm, and she can attack with the swarm and stuff. But she can't like get information from them. Advantaged on survival checks to track the favoured enemy. Thank you very much for checking for me. All right, so yes, we do see the tracks of the, this rat running deeper into the Lannis woods. You want to track that creature? All right, so yes, uh, yes, or thumbs up if you want to track the, the giant rat. Does that mean it's confirmed that the rat was in fact con- it's considered dragon? Mm, no, but, but it, had dra- it had draconic-like... Um, it had draconic uh, feet, uh, uh, claws, and things. So you know the claws to look for in dragon tracks and stuff. So I allowed the, I allowed for the advantage. Time of day, it's probably about three thirty in the uh, afternoon, and um, and you've probably got about two uh, two hours left of of light before it gets to like twilight. All right, everybody's saying yes. Uh, is it the same general direction as the wood pigeon flew? Yes, it is. It's about the same general direction. All right, so we are going to try and be stealthy. She's going to also roll a stealth check. I'll roll hers or behind the camera, and I'll roll yours on camera. Uh, <laughs> and you are, and you got the same number. Um, so nine for your stealth, uh, plus three dexterity takes it to twelve. Plus two because you're proficient in stealth, takes it to fourteen. 
uh, and it's a forest bonus. I'll allow for a forest bonus for stealth. Um, takes it to a 16. So 16 stealth on your part. Uh, Mel has to roll as well. Let's roll on camera for Mel. Six. Mel does not have proficiency in stealth, but she does have a plus four dexterity. So she's got decent enough stealth. She's got a 10 stealth. Uh, and the druid, what's her dexterity? What's her stealth situation? She's just got that. So, okay. So as you walk, you're trying to be stealthy, as stealthy as you can be with a giant bee going... Um, and you're leading the way a little bit, tracking this giant rat. And then uh, it's not long. It's not long before um, you hear a of a cracking of wood and branches. And then, and you can hear that that's uh, draconic language. And you, you, you just caught it, the sort of the whispers of it. So you don't, you're not exactly sure what it said, but you definitely heard something speaking in draconic. And then you hear as as more leaves, uh, more leaves and um, uh, 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 organic matter starts to break under the weight of something. And then there is a, a movement of bush ahead, and you see this the head of this huge, uh, larger than a horse sized creature that has almost a a turned up uh, snout like uh, nose. But where the snout ends, the, the green scales begin. And then the tusks on either side frame its mouth as this giant, um, this giant half-dragon boar sticks its head out of a bush and says in Draconic, Father said you might be here to see where we are. Looks like it's dinner time. And that's where I am going to leave it for today. I will see you guys next week for the continuation of Twitch Tales. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision-making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do, and it notifies you when I go live, so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.